right, we'll call the meeting to order. No one from the public is here, so we can move on to consideration of the October 13th minutes. Yeah, sorry. Can you pass those down if you think? typo in the minutes um, underneath the approved airport mural. I think there's a FRQ versus RFQ. Huh. <laughs> Thanks. With that change, I'd make a motion to approve these minutes. Can we get a second? second. Eddie seconds. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Wendy, was, there was a artist mentor that's uh, the South District wants to use? Yeah, yeah. You um, see my memo in the, uh, in the packet. I, I didn't include all of the applications from the mentors, uh, but I did, I did bring one copy of them if anybody wants to look. Um, but essentially, we got three applications. One uh, was from California and didn't seem to have public art experience. So um, in conversation with Eleanor Levin, um, we decided that person wasn't a really good candidate um, and had the two others to discuss from there. One was Andre Wright, which some of you may know. He's a local um, uh, person who's been involved in many different um, aspects of the community. Um, he worked for a while at the Iowa City Area Development Group in a mentor role actually for small businesses. He's now, um, ha he now is involved in his business which is the Wright House of Fashion and is uh, basically running a business that encourages young people to um, <clears throat> explore their own artistic careers and he's really at the beginning of um, this uh, of this new career. From his application, we couldn't quite tell if he had experience in um, uh, any kind of construction or welding or the kinds of skills that you might need uh, to, in order to mentor somebody who also didn't have those skills. So we asked about that and he said in, um, in college, because he has a BFA, they did, they did use all of those tools and skills. Um, but, however, he would call on uh, people within his organization to bring that expertise and rather, instead of him as a single mentor, have his organization be the mentor. Um, the other and third applicant was Ray Michael, who has a BFA in sculpture um, and uh, lots of mentoring experience, lots of construction and fabrication experience, and demonstrated um, mentorship in terms of being in art classrooms with young people and uh, including both locally and also uh, uh, in Vancouver, Washington. Um, he recalled, not recalled, but mentioned the Fab Lab and how um, that could be a resource for 
uh, folks, which was a great connection for him to make, I think, in, in terms of the application. Um, and lastly, he's from the neighborhood, and he lives near the um, he lives near the near the stop. So, um, for those reasons, his application really stood out to uh, Eleanor Levin, and and I concurred with her that he would be um, a good artist mentor for this. And I think um, if if you all concur, um, please discuss, and and we can vote. Uh, you can vote on on having Ray Michael be our artist mentor for this project. Yeah. Seems like a great choice. I mean, great experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually think uh, there was a connection. Um, I don't know if they're friends or not, but Jeremy Ensley, who, who isn't here, I thought he would be. Um, I think either knew him or encouraged him to apply as well. So, yeah, it's a good thing. Was that a motion? <laughs> Make a motion. A motion to approve of Ray Michael as the mentor. Okay. A second. Okay. Eddie okay. and Jenny. All in favor? Hi. Hi. Exciting. That's cool. Hmm. Oh, I know. Timer or something? We need to get up and dance, I think, or something. <laughs> oh, not an emotion. Wow, we're really yeah. exciting in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then I wanted to ask your advice next. I'm not sure, since I haven't been doing this uh, too long, whether or not the um, the committee approves all of the agreements that we make with, say, the artist mentor in this case. Of course, we work with our city attorney's office to um, write them up, and they essentially, and I did bring a copy of a draft so far, and I'd be happy to share that with you. Take one and pass it. Um, it uh, the um, city attorney's office really takes all the details from the uh, request for qualifications and there are a couple things in here that um, I wanted to call your attention to one uh, is on the front page you can see under scope of services the numbers one two three four and five that comes right out of the RFQ and we noted estimated hours in italics in the RFQ. Do we want to do that in the in the um, agreement? Do you think? Does that? I remember we had a discussion around that perhaps being too rigid, but we also wanted to impart that we thought you know being a good mentor would involve a lot of hours. So I wanted to get your feedback on whether or not we should include those estimated hours in italics in an agreement. I think that seems really appropriate. I mean, it gives a sense of scope. But being an estimate, it doesn't like yeah. hold them to it necessarily. It's not like they're having to hit exactly 10 and 20 right. for each, but it gives, it, it kind of outlines the scope. And expectation, maybe. 
Typically, I, I don't think I would see that in the scope of services. Typically, you would see it either underneath the, the time of completion or the compensation for services. Um, but I, I don't I don't have a problem with it being in that location. I mean, especially since it says estimated. I mean, it's a lump sum contract anyway, so it's not like you know, with two hours, they're you know, I mean, they're they're going to get paid. Whether they put two hours in or they put a hundred hours in, yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't see an issue with, with having it listed. Okay, I'm sensing a concurrence here. Anybody object to that? Um, the next thing were, were the dates, and that was on the back of that page, in that table. Um, we just adjusted uh, the the dates for various benchmarks along the way here uh, due to not having had that mentor and it taking basically three months to get that part of it done so we just bumped everything back so that um, we would work with this mentor through November on the RFQ for the emerging artist we would publish that by mid-December if not earlier um, and a month later we would have a deadline for those emerging artists and then at the end of January, um, the, the South District neighborhood representatives will have selected the person along with the mentor that they think would be appropriate for this job. And then, uh, then their, their recommendation would come to this committee February 2nd. Uh, by April 7th, the South District neighborhood would have approved final designs and by May 4th share those final designs with the committee in uh, hopes of getting the uh, thing installed by September of 23. Does that sound reasonable to everybody? One of the things that appears to be missing from the scope of services mm -hmm. is the RFQ writing. Mm, okay. Because it says the artist mentor assists in writing RFQ for emergency. It, it talks about will participate in the selection of the artist. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we want to include in their development of the RFQ. Yeah, that's what. Eleanor had expressed wanting to have the mentor involved in writing up the RFQ because they were going to be instrumental in choosing that artist as well. So we'll add a bullet for development of RFQ. Then the uh, the bit about payment, the $2,000 lump sum, and I'm trying to find where that is at this point. Section point three, three yeah. Right at the table. Ah, okay, looking right at it. Um, do we, when we pay a lump sum out, do we normally pay it at the beginning of the project? No, I was thinking 
end? Okay. Yeah, I think it's been split up. Yeah, I, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a small fee. Do they use some of it for materials? No, this is all for oh. consultant fees, basically. Okay. It gets a little weird. So I guess I'm going to go back to the time of completion. Mm -hmm. So so this contract that we're signing is actually for the artist mentor, right? Yeah. And so it gets a little weird when we're incorporating the project timeline into the artist mentor because I'm not certain that they have the control of mm. the project. But I... Um, Maybe we could clarify it by saying um, something like... Uh, <laughs> not rough outline of timing, but preferred schedule for completion or something like that. Yeah, I mean, the, the way it's phrased at the top there, the, the consultant shall complete the following phases in accordance with the schedule shown. Mm. It's not, they don't really have complete control over that if it's not them making it. Unless, unless that is the intent that they're like sub-consulting basically the. Sort of like the, yeah, the, <laughs> the construction manager. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. Do you include something with mentorship in that? So shall complete mentorship through the following phases? Um, would that make it a little more clear? Yeah, and I, through the following phases, we want to, I think we want to impart that somebody needs to be responsible for um, these dates. Um, Maybe, maybe we can just say mentorship and guiding the art, emerging artists through the to, process to meet these yeah. timelines, this timeline. Is the intent that you'll have a contract with the emerging artist also? Yeah. Anybody else wave your arm? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I got it. Okay. That didn't take very long. It's only like 10 minutes. Um, okay. And then, so back to, back to the lump sum. So, yeah, so I guess if, if, if there's, I mean, as, as you look at the time of completion or you look at, how, I mean, I think we could pick points that you could pay out. Right. Right. Like half of it halfway right. through yeah. and yeah. I mean yeah, when they meet whatever timelines you know I I think that would be fine. You could call it certain pieces and so it doesn't exceed the Okay. I I think I prefer that too yeah. just as sort of motivation. It's, it's, yeah, I mean it seems I mean yeah, you're you're kind of right. I mean it, it's not a large sum anyways. Yeah. And, Maybe half at the um, approval of the final design and half at the installation. Does that seem reasonable or is that too late in the process, you think? It seems like a reasonable place where there's, you know, there's work that goes into it beforehand, but the product hasn't really been started yet. So that would make sense to 
get paid for that planning process and then get paid once it's manufactured and installed. Unless you wanted to put something in there for the the selection, you know, the actual working and the selection of the artist, whether it's a, a quarter or whatever for the actually getting through the RFQ and selection process, then half whatever half of whatever's left, and then yeah, yeah the remainder. So like, like you have three like three separate mm -hmm. payments. Five hundred and then seven fifty and seven fifty yeah, something like that. Then we don't really call that a lump sum, I guess, do we? Probably refer to it as something else. But yeah, at the it, following I intervals. It's, it's still a lump sum, but it's, yeah, based on meeting the, time, you know, whatever timeline. Okay. Meeting those milestones. And I guess the question is, and I'm sorry I sprung this on you because I wasn't sure if you all approved these or if we just. Typically, I don't, I don't believe we have approved them in the past. Okay, so maybe I'll take your advice, work with Sue, the city attorney, to uh, complete it and be good from there. Yeah. That's great. Got consensus on that. Yeah. Okay. Is that everything on the South District Neighborhood mm -hmm. Art Project? Yeah. Great. Do you want to give us an intro to the management plan? Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking that it would be good for us to just begin thinking about fiscal year 24, since fiscal three, 23 is well underway. Those projects are um, coming along, even the ones that we were behind on. We can begin now. I think we can begin some planning for FY24. And we had talked when we were doing our budgeting for 23 about doing a large amount of matching grants uh, this year while other larger projects were getting wrapped up um, with the idea that FY24, the next year, we'd do a larger project and maybe scale back or not do matching grants to the extent that we are this year. So I went to our uh, management plan that we haven't looked at in a year or so, and rather than give you the entire thing in, a, in one bite, um, I, I just uh, copied the policies and pre procedures for citing and displaying art. I wanted us to go through those, see if it still seems reasonable, um, a reasonable approach for, for doing this, and then get some feedback on what you all would need or like to see in order to kind of distill down what a larger project for FY24 might be. Um, I thought it made sense starting with this, um, with this management uh, plan here. Um, you know, it goes through the kind of why at the beginning under 6.1, creating a sense of place, uh, generating neighborhood and community identity, uh, creating spot, a spot for people to gather, enhancing the environment, transforming the landscape. Um, and then the siting policies, uh, or and lastly, providing public access to this creative expression. 
And then the siting policies underneath were um, to encourage public enjoyment of the city's public art collection. Um, we would uh, place art in, on, or about any municipal building or other municipally owned, leased, or rented property because they're accessible to the public, basically. And, and this, I thought, was very important. The PAC will develop an artwork site plan that identifies and prioritizes locations on city property for placement of public art. And I don't think we've ever come up with a plan, uh, at least that I could find in the records. Um, and I thought that might help us, not only for FY24, but help us sort of look ahead to uh, 25 and 6 as well. Um, so keep that in mind. I, th I think that would be a good output for this committee over the next month or two, um, coming up with a plan. But figuring out how to do that also is going to be a challenge. Siting procedures, I, I don't know if we really need to, to go through, through that, uh, although jump in if you disagree or have a comment about uh, any of those procedures shown. But site selection recommendations, 6.4 there, were to identify and prioritize sites in parks and recreation areas, city facilities, and other public places for which artwork can be acquired by commission, direct purchase, or temporary loan to enhance these environments for our community and visitors. Um, and so here's the how, kind of. Survey, analyze, and rank the options for placement of public artwork. Um, and then. Uh, in the areas below, not limited to these, but such as parks and open spaces, trails, public buildings, etc., traffic circles and medians, um, and um, and so forth. So, I started a, a list um, here that this looks familiar um, to those of you who've been on the committee for for a while, but um, this kind of becomes a large. A large list and and distilling it down to priorities I, I think will provide a, a challenge for us um, so rather than continue through the document at the moment I wanted you to take a look at the screen here um, and and see the parks and open spaces streets gateways um, and maybe list some public buildings that um, you thought should or could be in the mix. Um, that would be everything from City Hall. We have an example of public art um, around the corner here with the Tim Adams cutout uh, stainless steel. Um, and uh, the rec center with, uh, this is really going to look goofy on this right? mm -hmm. <laughs> video, but um, uh, the rec center with the, there's a big, glass sculptural piece on the wall and there's another piece up in the front lobby and there may be more than that. Mercer, um, I'm not sure what permanent artwork there is in Mercer. Do you know, Tyler? The one wall that has the interactive features. Oh, that's right. And that was kind of a climate change related one, wasn't there? Sustainability related. I haven't looked at it closely for a while, so I'm, <laughs> I'm not positive, but. Yeah. There's also the uh, bike uh, rack play 
sculpture that's right outside in the parking lot there too at Mercer. Oh yeah. So I think what we're gonna wanna do is build out a list like this and somehow run it through the funnels and prioritize uh, and see what comes to the top um, for the kinds of places that we would put um, our next larger piece of public art. So let me get your comments on, on that. Does it sound right to put all that stuff in, in front of us like this list is the beginning of? And, and go from there. Um, do you think that we should include locations where there already is public artwork? So City Hall, for instance, would we leave that out of the mix now because we have a fairly new piece? We'd probably leave um, the rec center out because they have a couple pieces. Um, public works. Does public, the Public Works building, is that a potential location for public art? There's a potential. I think it would have to be exterior. Mm -hmm. no, yeah, for sure. No, mm -hmm. um, and I guess all the... Definitely almost every park could be considered if it's, um, you know, the right kind of work of art. Um, and some of the parks obviously already have a substantial amount of art, but that doesn't mean they couldn't use more. I mean, mm -hmm. Wine, for instance, has a whole park that has all public art, so um, I could see it both ways. Yeah. You know, spreading it around or. I mean, the you know, Waterworks Prairie Park, you know, in that master plan, there, there's, there's a sculpture park in the area where they were going to put the solar, you know, where, where Mid-America was looking for their solar project. Closer to the interstate? Closer to the interstate, yeah, yeah down closer to the river. Mm. So in the master plan for that park, there was a, a sculpture park laid out. That'd be interesting. There's also a discussion of an amphitheater in the north area mm. to the west of the parking lot. It's kind of graded out that way, but... Is that where the sort of spiral concrete sidewalk is? Yeah, there's, well, maybe it's not spiral, but it's an interesting kind of round. I know where you mean. Bad. That's okay. Okay. So. If we can fill this list out, um, do you do you want to be the the sort of arbiters of <laughs> where the next piece goes, or um, do you think it's time for more public input on that? We got public input in 2019. And we got some public input, I think it was in 2020 or 21. Um, we could do that again. Might be interesting to see if one of these main categories is a priority of the public. 
Um, so like you say, almost any park or open space could have it. Almost any building could have it. But if that's not the way the, the public would like us to go, it might be just kind of that broad level first to so get a starting point. So parks or open spaces, yeah. streets and... But that is kind of exactly what we asked a couple of years What's ago that? when we were forming the um, strategic, strategic plan. plan. Yeah. And that's how these priorities came up. And if I remember correctly, it was a pretty even distribution. Even? Okay, that makes sense. Like, but so my, uh, I mean, I like the idea of getting some additional public input, but maybe we, because there were was such kind of an even split, of, and it's what created these categories in the first place, I think, um, we identify a handful of like potential spots and then put that out to the public so it's much more specific mm -hmm. okay so and then people can react to that yeah. okay so the committee narrows it down yeah and the public makes the choice yeah rather than I mean it's kind of hard to imagine like gateways you know it's yeah. like, it's so it's hard to react to so if we if we say this spot you know mm -hmm. on Dubuque Street or whatever mm -hmm. then people can I think would there'd be more participation probably as well. Yeah, I agree. OK. Yeah, that sounds good. And we're not asking the public for the, the same questions we did just a couple of years exactly. ago. Yeah. OK. But Some of these are newer since then, too. There weren't near as many traffic circles at that time either. And some of those things may, um, you know, we're getting more and more of some of these things. Mm -hmm. But those particular specific spots would rise to the top with your work in narrowing things. And you'd come up with five or ten, say, and then that would go out to the public. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Okay. All right. That sounds good. So are you saying we should do some homework or um, and who's going to kind of lead the charge on creating the list of your master uh, site plan? I can do that. Okay. And then um, maybe at our December meeting, we can, we can figure out a way to, to whittle it down. Um, a couple of years ago, we did just a quick survey among um, among your committee members, um, a survey, monkey survey, that um, you did before the meeting. We brought the results of your votes to the meeting, and that got us a little bit ahead in the discussion of what, what seemed to rise to the top. And then, so we weren't, we weren't trying to hash through every little minute thing in the meeting, but we rather had a point to, to start like discussions from. Okay. We can do that again. Is every 10 minutes? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, the white thing? Yeah, I got the white thing. That's the light control. Oh, if I just hit on? Yeah, so you should be able to just hit on. <laughs> <laughs> That's easier than doing a little dance every time. <laughs> I kind of like it. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. 
Like when we were thinking about the sculpture pads, mm -hmm. you put together a nice um, mm -hmm. presentation of potential spots. Do you want yeah. to help collaborate with? Yeah, that's you fine. Can... Yeah, if, if you have some ideas on spaces, I can help pull some quick aerials together or whatnot. Oh, that'd be great. Or I mean, if you or have images. ideas on spaces too, like yeah. suggestions. Yeah, yeah, that would be fine. Yeah. And I know like for gateways, like I had mentioned the Dubuque one, but you said that we were having a, or that in the master plan or something, there was going to be a entry sign or something that was going to go in there. Yeah, so that's like the university is actually working on an entry sign. Yeah. Right now, so yeah, the, yeah. So that's probably not the best spot to focus it. Probably not. Yeah. Um, is that going to be all of them? Or are they going to ask for? Or the city's participating in it some way, shape, or form, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We have a we have a concept for a, a gateway on Dodge Street at the I eighty interchange. Mm -hmm. um, we, we have so we have some ideas there. Um, Consultant come up with a master plan there for, for more signage kind of. Um, or there was some sculpture pieces sculpture. as a part of it too. The spots that don't have anything right now would be there on um, Dodge and then uh, each end, Highway 1, Highway 6. Um, the airport kind of has a south entrance in a way and Melrose has an entrance sign and Dubuque has an entrance sign. They're old now, but um, but yeah, we've got uh, quite a few entrance areas that mm -hmm. could have something. Is there one on the south end, Highway 1? Nothing there? Same with on the east end, Highway 6? Okay. Okay. So when you're talking about a bigger project, is that out of the $50,000 annual yeah. budget that would, we would just have to determine what percentage of that would be, would go towards probably one spot? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do one larger project and decide whether or not to do matching grants in FY24. Yeah, to what level? Then do you have any ideas, um, like the riverfront crossings? No. Is that going to come through this committee? You know, I'm waiting for Jeff's signal on that. He he said that the f the first thing we'll do with that is work with the county on um, some sort of memorial artwork to Lulu Johnson, um, the new namesake of Johnson County, um, and there will be other things as well that will be done with that but I don't know what and there are a lot of can be a lot of things that um, could be in the bucket of public art including streetscapes including oh really yeah so more to come on that um, <laughs> don't get your hopes up for a big sculpture yeah yeah um, although you know I I think we can explore ideas 
and present them saying, boy, the Public Art Advisory Commission uh, Committee had a great idea for the use of those public art funds. Um, and, you know, it has to happen in the Riverfront Crossings area. So as an example, you know, it could be a very, I suppose it could be a very artful pavilion or um, some structure that is added to the park, that kind of thing. Um, is there anything, do you know, from the design of that park or master plan that didn't get built? That the amphitheater is planned for but not built. It's kind of a, it's an amphitheater and kayak launch on the north corner of what currently is the park. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's like amphitheater zone is there, but not, there's no, was there supposed to be a stage or something? Uh, that you know, it's it's actually closer to the river from that. So oh, that's kind of like a bold out open space. This wouldn't be as much like concert size, but like smaller, but still a substantial amount of space to have people. Yeah, gathering. Also function as a kayak launch. Yeah, interesting. Yep. So the seats would look towards the river. So the river would be the backdrop. So that has been through master planning but it, it has not uh, um, it has not been funded it's on the unfunded list and I don't remember if there were specific art components pieces with that I don't remember one offhand but is it I always like to reach out with other with to ask people that think about this more than we do, uh, like, would it be worth engaging, I don't know, PS1 or other um, art organizations in town for to solicit some ideas to just to um, about this? Or do you think? I think we'd need to really tailor the question for them. I'm not sure we know what we want to ask them yet, do we? Um, you know, one of the things I just uh, learned about was uh, uh, art, public art master plans, and uh, Marion has one, Dubuque has one, and it they um, use them to sort of guide what they do every year, and they are able to um, use that as a, a lever basically to get other grants and mm -hmm. other things to help you know meet yeah. the the goals of that master plan and I think that's different than the strategic plan did we I feel like we might have even said in the strategic plan that we would develop a master plan <laughs> but yeah um, it's a good idea it would be a helpful tool to in times like this to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I sometimes feel like we're throwing darts at the yeah, location. Yeah, we have to make priorities. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for FY24, I don't think we'll have a new master plan in place yet, and we'll have to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Maybe that's one of our budgeting items in in FY24. Or maybe that is... Maybe that's a suggestion for the Riverfront Crossings art fund where 
you know, on. Hey. Very good. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Be on switch. Um, I'm not sure because we'd be talking about a master plan for art in all of Iowa City if um, the funding that comes from riverfront crossings and is supposed to stay in riverfront crossings could uh, pay for a master plan that would reach across riverfront crossings in the whole community. We'd have to figure that out. <laughs> Ron. Okay. I, yeah. Not for those funds. Yeah. But do you think it's something that is a reasonable ask for either our our budget or I think so. to whatever is there another budget the city would have that would help with that or do you think it would have to come out of the fifty thousand? I think we just would have to depend on how we frame it. Yeah. I mean, you, you could probably pay a partial of it. I mean, you know, if, if you're looking, I mean, obviously it's a citywide plan, right? And the riverfront crossings is a part of Iowa City, so you could probably leverage some of those funds to pay for a portion of the master plan. Okay. Well, I'll do some research on art, public art master plans, range of costs, uh, talk with the other Iowa communities that we know have them, see what they. Uh, see what their experience has been, but but in the meantime, we have our FY24 that we're going to try and distill down. Would it be helpful if I sent this list out to you all by email, um, and you can <laughs> add to it, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there in terms of ranking and prioritizing. And then you'll send at towards the end to, before our next meeting. Yeah, before next we'll meeting, so you with where we'll rank our favorites or yeah. something yeah sound good great we're thinking about locations is there like a size to be thinking of for these works or is because that <laughs> it makes a big difference on site selection it was a little bit easier with the rotating ones because we had a pad size that we knew it was going to sit on mm -hmm. um, and we knew it was going to be a sculpture this is a little more ambiguous with what it could be yeah. as well. Well, I, I think rather than think about size first, we think about locations first, and then we consider feasibility, cost feasibility, because if you've got a, a huge space to fill, obviously, at least I think it's obvious that it would cost more to um, purchase public art for a larger, more significant piece. Um, and even, for example, in the roundabouts, you're going to have to have something that's fairly substantial to, you know, not look like it isn't is there in scale. A way to, is there a way to light things on those roundabouts? Is there any kind of power in the center of those? That's right. None. You could get power to the center, but it's not set up there. But it's not, there's not power there currently. Okay, well, I think I have a plan for how to move forward for you to do next steps before our next month. Yeah, thanks for initiating that. It's good to be planning ahead. Ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah, feels good. Um, 
Okay, so um, staff updates. I wanted to show you a couple slides. This time I do want the lights to come off. Well, maybe I don't need to. We can see it well on the monitors. Keep going. Okay, um, now you can see it super well. Um, this is the Simple Flight sculpture out in um, the Peninsula Park uh, before its restoration. And you can see on the right, remember the paint was chipping from the eyeballs and the, um, and the wing in the back there. And it was all overgrown. You can see that on the left slide. Uh, more details of the um, this the condition of it then and it was just reinstalled and here's what it looks like it was he, they just did a, a great job on it I think um, the the eyes and the nose have a metallic um, sort of a metal flake in the powder coat paint um, and it, it just really brings it all all out and when I was I was there while they were reinstalling it and a jogger came by and said she was so emotional she said oh it's back I thought it was gone forever she said she had emailed her daughter and said the um, the dragonfly that they used to get their pictures taken in front of every year as the child grew was gone and it was so sad and she was just just elated that it was back so that was a cool on-the-spot reaction and you can see how it's cleared out around um, so hopefully it'll sort of enjoy a new prominence. This was it that morning. And then that on the right is Dave Dennis, who, who did the, he's the one who organized the, um, the whole restoration of it. And he put a new, um, you can see a little white sliver under the bottom of the left slide there. Some sort of polyurethane to keep a um, protective layer between the concrete and the steel, which should help stay good for another 10 years or more. That's that. And then um, finally, the um, new bench was installed. This is the one by Anna Can, K-A-N-N, um, in the Kiwanis Park, the gathering space bench um, that she did that you all chose um, the design of. And I think it turned out great. There's little handprints along the bottom. I don't know if you can see them right along here. Maybe it's easier here. Cut out handprints of children and children running and butterflies and prairie grasses. And it's called Prairie Gathering. Yeah, Prairie Gathering. So hopefully the neighborhood is happy. I'm not sure if... Um, their neighborhood leadership was going to do any um, formal event out there. Um, but we figured that's their, that's on their. Um, Is there an update on the Blackhawk Mini Park project? Oh, yeah. Um, I have not been able to get a hold of, of Dawson Davenport. Mm -hmm. No. Um, 
so we have we have his artwork from the first half of the project and we could get the sign made with with the artwork that we do have but in the sign is a QR code and the design is a QR code that will um, lead people who you know enacted or whatever to a website that has information about Blackhawk and um, the and the mini park itself um, I kind of hate to go ahead with having that and then not having the the Blackhawk mini park text uh, completed so I'm not quite sure the best thing to do I, I know he's told us that he was going to be going out east somewhere for an artist in residence for a month um, in November so that's probably why we're not hearing back from him but I also know that he's got a big project started with the uh, former Unitarian Church and creating um, a, a space for indigenous community and art to happen there um, so his hands are full as they always have been um, I don't know that we're in a huge hurry to get this thing done. I'd love to be able to wrap it up. I don't know, any input on, he, he hasn't been paid for the second part of the project, but I feel like the second part of the project is holding up the first part since we'll incorporate that QR code. Which, which where is this gonna be installed at? In the planter that um, is right next to Artisan's Gallery. If you're rounding that corner and going to go into the Ped so Mall. now it's kind of hidden by the pop-up shops? Yeah. Mm, it would be closer to Washington Street sidewalk. I just, I mean, timing of it, I mean, it, I mean, it may be better to wait until after the holiday season anyway, so maybe a spring installation may work better. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. If it's okay. Um, and I have all the confidence that he'll get it done on his own schedule, sure. but <laughs> it just is a, you know, a little bit of a wait and just, you know, a little bit of wrap up that you were hoping, I was hoping to get done earlier. So. I guess it's too far. It'd be nice if it was there, right? Because the, the pop-up shops are a draw yeah. to that area, yeah. but you'd get some viewing that maybe you wouldn't have. But yeah, we get it in the spring. Maybe more people will be out in the spring and see it anyway. So that's going to be printed on the on the on the acrylic, right? On the panel itself. Yeah, it's there's actually some sort of um, really not a way to block out the QR code or a way to have it be there, but stick but, over yeah. <laughs> Coming Post soon. it note over top of it for the, for the winter <laughs> until the website started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feel the sticker in six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I, you know, I, I think we'll be okay waiting until the spring to get it done. Um, I was just hoping I'd cross it off the list. Yeah, so. Um, and that's all I had. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Uh, motion adjourned. Second. All right. All in favor? <laughs> Aye. 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 Thank you.